Hi there. In the first run of these 15 podcasts, each episode will be published every Tuesday from noon GMT. Happy listening. Welcome to episode 5 of Dow's Your Way to Psychic Power. Previously, I introduced you to the power of the pendulum, the age-old skill of the fork stick, the need to get into an altered mental state for accurate dowsing, and protecting ourselves from harmful energies. In this episode, we continue to examine the invisible entities all round us, apparitions, ghosts, poltergeists and doppelgangers, elementals and angels, how to detect them with our dowsing tools, and those energies that are out to get us. We're actually surrounded by all kinds of invisible entities who inhabit dimensions right next door to ours. In fact, they can even occupy the same space as us, but because they're on a different frequency, we're not aware of them in our day-to-day -day lives. This is all very counterintuitive, and even if you are willing to be persuaded about all this, the good old logical left brain keeps throwing up objections. The way I try to explain it to myself is by thinking of a parallel situation which my left brain's more comfortable with. Entities all round us that we can't see? Come on, do you really expect me to believe that? So says my know-all, rational mind. Well, how about radio waves? You don't see those or feel them, but turn on a wireless and tune to the right frequency and there's a news report or music or a discussion coming out of the speaker. Without the radio, we can't detect these frequencies. In principle, entities are the same as those radio waves. They exist as frequencies which operate on different levels from our own. If you think of the electromagnetic spectrum for a minute, this is the range of frequencies that scientists agree on, it stretches from below the very low frequencies used for modern radio communications all the way to gamma radiation at the high frequency end, thereby covering wavelengths from thousands of kilometres down to a fraction of the size of an atom. In principle, that spectrum is infinite and continuous. There are many types of entities, and I'll list a few in a minute, but I like to think of them as discrete forms of consciousness existing in the ether all round us. They have their own roles in the great scheme of things, and sometimes they interact with us. They seem to have the ability to adjust their frequencies to ours, while we find it much harder to do it the other way round. When other entities impinge on our world... We sometimes know about it, but mostly we're completely unaware. Psychically, it's a jungle out there. Please don't get the impression that every invisible force is a threat to us humans. Some are, but there are many who are helpful and who protect us. Just like here on this earthly plane, there are good guys and bad guys in the realms beyond this one. Here are some of the types which move in and out of our world. Apparitions, ghosts, phantoms, poltergeists, doppelgangers, trapped spirits, demonic entities, ETs, angels, elementals like fairies, elves, divas, leprechauns, etc. Animal spirits, succubus, incubus and so on. 
Let's have a look at some of these in more detail. Apparitions. It's another word for a ghost or supernatural entity. They can be of humans, animals or inanimate objects such as houses or of non-human entities. Apparitions can be both of the living and the dead. Because they exist on a different frequency from our material plane, they can pass through solid objects. Ghosts. The most common variety of spiritual entities, ghosts are simply humans who've lived in the past and have experienced a terrifying ordeal or suffered some kind of extreme trauma. The resulting emotional turmoil has imprinted itself on its surroundings and replays the events when the human observer is on the same wavelength. A ghost doesn't interact with its observers but seems stuck on a loop, repeating endlessly the scene which could have happened hundreds of years previously. Phantom, another word for ghost, apparition or spectre but is often the preferred definition of mass sightings, like that of a phantom army still fighting a battle in the Civil War, for instance. Again, witnesses report seeing and sometimes hearing ghostly combat, but there's never any interaction with the observers. Poltergeist, the German word for noisy ghost, and these definitely do interact with humans. The increasingly accepted theory is that an invisible presence in a household draws energy from one of the family to carry out a reign of terror. Pots and pans are thrown around, graffiti scrawled on the walls, mysterious pools of water appear on the floor, and furniture moves about of its own accord. And rarely are its human victims actually harmed physically, but mentally they're often traumatised. Doppelganger, again a German word, meaning double walker. This is the appearance of a double or an apparition of a living person. Doppelgangers may act as ominous warnings of an impending tragedy. Abraham Lincoln is famously said to have witnessed his own doppelganger before he was assassinated. Some psychic investigators believe a doppelganger is a projection of human consciousness that somehow takes on a recognisable form. Spirits. These are the essences of a once living human being that, for whatever reason, has not moved on to the next stage of their eternal destiny. Spirits that fail to make a full transition to the next level can become stuck or earthbound. These life forms can then either latch on to a living person, an individual, or to a place such as a home or workplace. Incidentally, some dowsers make a speciality of helping these trapped souls. Having detected them, dowsers offer to lead them to the light, giving them that last important nudge to continue fulfilling their individual destinies. Some say this is one of the most benevolent services a human can offer in this life. Demonic Entities Demons are manifestations of an evil consciousness that's never lived as a human being. They usually appear in people's lives after having been invited. The most common way for a demonic entity to get a toehold on this plane is via seemingly innocent games involving divination, using a Ouija board, for instance. Playing around asking, Is anybody there? 
is a highly dangerous activity which opens a portal for any evil Tom, Dick or Harry to walk in. And they're queuing up, just waiting for the opportunity. As there's no such thing on the other side as time, these chances are happy to hang around for eternity if necessary, just to get the right signal. And when they do, they latch on to their victim and he's in for a very rough ride. Angels. These are the good guys of the psychic world. They're immortal, supernatural beings here to help us. All we have to do is ask. They're aware of our personal life goals and are assigned to help us, but never interfere with our free will. According to Gene Slatter, who's a dowser, there are thousands of unemployed angels itching to help us with whatever we need, so long as it's for the highest good. In fact, Jean wrote a popular book about it called Hiring the Heavens. ETs. Unidentified flying objects are the popular conception of how aliens from other planets visit Earth. But extraterrestrials may be all around and sometimes in us. They could be consciousnesses like thoughts which appear to drop into our heads and lead us to take certain action. Have you ever asked yourself where thoughts come from? There are some who are convinced that thoughts are intelligent entities that possess the human form and use us to carry out their purpose. When you decide to go shopping or stay at home or do some deadheading in the garden, is it you having these thoughts? Or is it your possessing entity that's pulling your strings for its own ends? In fact, who are you? Are you your body? Your mind? Is there just one version of you? There are theories that most of us are inhabited by several thought entities who are often at war within us, changing our personalities as we react to events. When Mozart said, Tunes just walk into my head, he was right. His mind was a receptacle for music dropping from the spheres. Thoughts are no different. Mozart was a genius because his thoughts were geniuses. Some of us are idiots because that's the way our thoughts are. So, is out there a jungle of competing thoughts swirling around in their own dimension, occasionally bursting through into ours, seeking a life within the vehicle of our bodies? When our bodies die, do our thoughts, who inhabited us, merely re-enter their own dimension and wait for another suitable vehicle within which to continue their existence? As I said, an interpretation of these thoughts is that they're the consciousness of ETs, some of which like inhabiting a human body to experience life on a physical plane. Some are researching what life's like being a human. Some are just passing through like psychic tourists and eventually go on their way. Some seem to arrive in our dimension in so-called UFOs, but these craft are manifestations of collective consciousnesses and are real in their own dimension, but flit in and out of our reality. Alien abductions are where ETs change their frequencies to match those of a human being's astral body. Elementals. These are spirits that embody one of the five elements. Earth, solid. Water, liquid. Wind, gas. Fire, heat. Ether, quintessence. 
They have various popular names like fairies, elvers, divas, leprechauns, gnomes, sprites, goblins, dryads and trolls. Elemental spirits possess supernatural powers and are usually invisible to humans living in trees, rivers, plants, bogs, mountains and minerals. Then there are bad energies of all kind that hang around our living space. This phenomena is given the generic term geopathic stress and can be caused by a range of emanations from human thought forms, collective consciousness, curses to natural earth radiations and electromagnetic frequencies. The known effects of GS include emotional problems, marriage breakdown, hyperactive children, sleep deprivation, memory loss, mood swings, allergies and a range of physical illnesses, including life-threatening ones like MS and cancer. Besides the detrimental environment that can be caused by geopathic stress, there are other bad energies that can infect our space and therefore us. As we've already noted, these can include poltergeists, for instance, those noisy infestations that move the furniture about or make objects disappear or people float in mid-air, solid objects pass through walls and other impossible things. How does this energy manifest itself? How does it perform seemingly impossible feats? And what's the intelligence behind it? Experts now believe that this something appropriates the energies from human beings, rather like plugging into a battery, and then uses it for its own purposes. But these bad energies need not be as dramatic as a poltergeist. They can be negative thought forms from you or anyone else who's been in your home or office. Or they can be negative emotions imprinted on one location which just hang around infecting people's moods or demeanour. They could be traumatised or displaced spirits or non-human entities or energy from curses or psychic attack. All these energies hang around making life difficult in one way or another. So they need to be cleared out and the remaining environment rebalanced and cleansed. By now you'll know that we humans live in a world of energy. Yes, plug in the kettle and it'll use a form of energy, electricity, to transfer another kind of energy, water, into a different form of energy, steam. That chair you're sitting on is a form of energy. You are a form of energy. So are your thoughts. Energy can be solid things, which scientists say are made of particles, or it can be waves, which are just invisible frequencies. After a titanic struggle in the scientific community early in the 19th century, and more on this later, it was reluctantly accepted that solid things are both particles and waves. You and I are particles and waves. Whatever affects our wave bodies is reflected in our solid particle selves. This solidity of things, you can wrap your knuckles on the table and your hand won't go through it, is only evident in this world, in other dimensions, and physicists now say that, according to string theory, there must be at least 11 of them, waves rule supreme. For most of the time, these dimensions are kept apart, and one doesn't interfere with the other. But, 
In certain circumstances, the energies in these other realms escape into ours, and that's what's caused so-called paranormal phenomena across the centuries. Why am I telling you this? Because, as a dowser, you're already crossing those boundaries. Mostly, it's to our benefit when we do, but there are dangers, and that's why we talked earlier about the need for protection. I'm now going to talk about a psychic area which needs a cautious approach, spirit attachment. While the limitations of our five senses confine us to perceiving that which is solid around us, tables and chairs, people, mountains, trees, elephants, we're in the midst of a pulsating universe of invisible life that sometimes spills over into our world and interacts with it. We can use our dowsing skills to reach into that invisible realm. But this is not something to be done casually, because there are dangers lurking in the form of another brand of energy, the above-mentioned discarnate entity. In this connection, most people would now think of a medium who would go into a trance and ask, Is there anybody there? We dowsers don't need a medium when we have our L-rods and our pendulums. Whenever I suspect that there's an invisible presence near me, I use my pendulum to ask, Is there an invisible conscious entity of any description in my living space here and now? If I get a yes answer, I then douse a list of possible types of entity until I narrow it down to one. My list goes something like this. Is it the spirit of a once-living human being? A ghost? poltergeist? Is it an elemental? A demonic entity? An E.T.? These are typical images that most people think of when talking about entities. But your pendulum might include other categories like mass consciousness, thought forms, curses or negative energy. This is because human beings are creating these all the time, mostly without realising it. But these negative thoughts, once created, take on their own consciousness and are able to exist independently. For instance, a curse will see its job as destroying its target and will work to bring this about. Its weaker cousin, a negative thought form, is non-specific and just hangs around putting a damper on things. Mass consciousness is more general in a war zone, for instance, the mass consciousness from both sides fight it out in their own invisible realm for supremacy. Clouds of mass consciousness descend on a location, affecting the whole atmosphere of the entire community. Because the cosmos exists in perfect balance, for every detrimental energy, there's a beneficial one. So the same thing's happening with good vibrations, which are created in the same way. When we think positively and have a positive outlook, our thought forms work for good. Negative entities are counterbalanced by positive ones in the form of the good guys like archangels, angels, spirit helpers and beings of light. Coming up in episode 6, we look at what we do if we discover an entity in our own home, how man-made energies and the natural resonances from Earth can be a toxic mix and has gained a name for itself, 
that aforementioned geopathic stress. If you can't wait for the next episode, don't forget all the stuff I'm covering here is in my book, Dows Your Way to Psychic Power, available on Amazon or any online retailer. See you at episode 6.